welcome back to Most Clicked. Liking our videos and subscribing to our channels is the only payment that we ask for in return for the most popular digital marketing stories in higher ed every two weeks. I'm your host, Nathan from Smile, a leading digital agency for the higher education sector. And today I'm joined as always by my good friends, Matt from Smile and Kyle, not from Smile. You will know Kyle, however, from the Education Marketer email newsletter. Now, later today at 2 p.m. GMT, we do also have a webinar coming up called Everything Will Be Fine, Probably. Uh, it's going to be a somewhat cynical take uh, on 2021 digital marketing efforts in the higher ed sector. Uh, so look out for that on YouTube and LinkedIn and hopefully see you there later. Kyle, Matt, how are you doing? All yeah, good. all good, thanks. Yeah. Great. Um, Kyle, you're the man as ever with the examples. Would you like to introduce our special guest? Okay, well, today we're going to talk about um, Vanderbilt University in the US, and we actually have their Executive Director of Digital Strategies joining us, and uh, I'd like to introduce uh, Lacey Pascal. Hello. Hello. Lacey, do you want to um, share a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living? Um, you've got quite a title, I must say. Um, I know, sure I wrote right? it down, well, so I didn't... We like all the words in academia. If we add more <laughs> words to our title, it makes it bigger or something. Um, so I lead the digital strategies team at Vanderbilt, and um, we manage the entire web presence for the university. It's about 1,700 different websites. We support about 8,000 different users that kind of manage the content on those websites, which is insane. Um, that there's that many people that kind of have um, input into kind of what's on the website. And uh, my team is primarily um, developers and project managers. We've got some content strategy folks. Um, and we also obviously provide a huge amount of support and training for everyone who's using our design system and all of our back end systems. Um, and anytime, you know, anything on the campus that has a digital component, we, you know, serve as a consultant on those projects as well. Or if people are wanting to buy um, anything, any type of system or tool or something that they're going to be using for their website or for, for digital purposes, usually they'll ask us to come in and um, kind of weigh in on it and um, do, a, do a review of kind of what's going on. Um, but yeah, we the internet at Vanderbilt. That that is <laughs> yeah, what's that's, that's you. I yes, like the internets. I mean, it's funny. It's very similar in the UK, just not quite at your scale. And I yeah. think it's important for because we have a large UK audience with, with this show to, to highlight the numbers you gave at the beginning. That that's not you kind of you know exaggerating. That's that's the actual numbers of people you serve and how yes. many websites there are. Um, so I, I included this because it was part of. Uh, one of the most clipped items this week and it actually came in uh, an article right about community funnily enough uh, and i'm sure uh, nathan and matt will talk about like, the web and how it all links together but um the the piece that was was written about th this week it, it, it looked at how uh, vanderbilt has a very strong sense and of its purpose and and who it who it serves um and it has this wonderful uh, page on on the site called um, this this is vanderbilt and you you unpack each of your your, your principles you give like uh, backup supplementary content to what each of those represent and you you even pull in the the student voice after each uh principle and value and this is 
this is something you don't see very often in, on uh, university websites, such a focused vision of, of what, it, what it stands for and why it matters to students. So, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really curious um, how, how you find this flows through the, the work you do, especially in, in the area of content and, and how you ensure that this, um, this sense of what your community is um, really makes itself heard in, in the work that you do. I think you kind of touched on some of how this page kind of came to be was, um, you know, we launched, we have been, we're two years into a really large initiative at Vanderbilt called Future VU Digital. And it's actually the reimagining of our entire digital campus. And that's kind of how we think about our website is our physical campus is obviously super important. We are a residential colleges university. So we absolutely believe in the in-person experience and that students need that interaction with faculty and with the other students in person. Um, and actually prior to COVID, what we were like well into um, pitching this project and getting um, buy-in by our chancellor, all of our vice chancellors. And um, we had the first vendor demo to find our vendor demo a uh, one week before we all went into quarantine. And so we had an in-person demo and then everything else from that point forward was actually um, all done via Zoom. And um, it was super interesting to kind of be working on reimagining the whole Vanderbilt web presence when everything with COVID first happened, because if our digital campus wasn't important before COVID, it was like the end all be all everything so important during COVID. So some people were like, oh, I can't believe you guys are still going forward with this project with COVID going on. And it was like, absolutely, we're going to go forward <laughs> with this project. And yes, it's kind of crazy to be doing it while all of this other stuff was going on because, you know, we sit within comms at Vanderbilt. And so everything about COVID comms was also flowing through our division and we were running this big project. Um, but like our digital campus is you know, 100% of the students that come to Vanderbilt are interacting with us via that digital campus. Mm. Um, and so the, that project started. And um, to go back to your point about kind of that, this is Vanderbilt page that was developed. We very much believe in kind of saying who we are, but don't say who you are without backing it up with mm. like, here are the proof points of like, yes, we say we're collectively striving to succeed. Well, everybody can say that. But like, what are we actually doing? And that shows, well, we're actually doing exactly what we're saying. And here's the proof points. And that's actually what we call them is like, here are the proof points. So if we're going to say we are this, then here are three examples where you can then learn more that backs up that, yes, we do collectively strive to succeed. Mm. And we are a very collaborative community and our students work together. And yes, it's very academically vigorous, but we also highly encourage that collaboration and working together because that's what you actually are going to need in the real world later. Yeah. It can't just be cutthroat all the time because when you get in the real world, you have to work with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, so also tied to that is we have always been at Vanderbilt. I think this is just a good kind of example of it. We've always been a fan of you need to tell the students stories and have it be that authentic student voice. Because while we can say as Vanderbilt, obviously we are communications and marketing. 
we can say all day long, hey, we think this is great or we think this is like our values. But if you can actually tell the students stories and use their voices again as a further proof point of those things. And so we have quotes kind of all throughout the website, um, not just on this page, but we have quotes and stories that we link to all throughout the site linking to student stories and faculty stories. We're also a huge undergraduate research institution. And so our undergraduate students actually get to do research with a lot of our faculty. And so we highlight those stories as well. Um, so I think two of our big things are like, don't say something if you can't back it up with um, real things that are actually happening on your campus or in our case, you know, obviously also on our digital campus, and then really use that student voice because students, um, another thing that we do, and we have done this for years, and it's super, super popular, is we have an undergraduate student blog. Blogs have obviously been around forever. I They are still super effective. And so our undergraduate students blog about their experience um, through Vanderbilt events, but also just like living in Nashville. And so the whole like the whole experience of like, what is it like to move to Nashville, to live on campus, to go to school here and everything around around that. Mm. And um, it is definitely like moderated by by Vanderbilt folks, but we don't change kind of the tone or it's more just like, let's just make sure there's not like expletives in a blog post. Um, but again, that authentic voice is so important and mm. students can tell when something is marketing and when it's like we've written these quotes for people students know that i mean they're yeah. like savvy they're we're, we're you know digital natives that's you know we're many 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 years into our students being digital natives who have always been around technology um and so they can tell when there is that authentic voice of students actually telling about their experience even sometimes when it's not positive we allow, you know, those stories can go out of like, yeah, sometimes things don't go the way that you hope they would go. Mm. Um, so we try to infuse that throughout the whole site. So that page is definitely, um, uh, uh, we, we love that landing page as like a succinct place where we say, this is who we are. We're also kind of, con this is definitely in flux as well. And so we aren't just going to leave these, you know, the three that we have there. We're definitely like fine tuning and refining this. And um, that's another great thing about everything digital is, you know, digital is fluid. And as you need to adjust things, you can. And so even now we're having conversations about how we can further kind of refine what we're saying we are. And then as new proof points come up that we think might more closely kind of show what we're doing, we kind of swap those out as well. That was I mean, a nice rambling answer to your first question. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, Nath, Matt, this is music to your ears, yeah? These are conversations oh. that you're always having, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, from a uh, from a brand positioning point of view, your content is is brilliant. But for for me, from a from a design perspective as well, the relationship between the content and the design is is just so is so strong. It feels really high end, exclusive, editorial. I love the typographic treatments that you've mm -hmm. got going on and the color palette. Yeah, uh, yeah it, I, we we talked about it. Nath found your site, uh, bought it to the team a, a couple of months back. 
Um, and yeah, it's up there as as one of our favorites that we've. we've I seen. have to give a shout out to our vendor partner who I like. No, they are not paying me to say this. Um, it's <laughs> Upstatement. They are in Boston, and um, I have been at Vanderbilt, and I have worked in web and digital my pr- pretty much entire career. But I've been at Vanderbilt fourteen years. The best vendor relationship like mm. we have ever had. Like they they were a partner with us. From, the, from day one, like we went to them with kind of this, this is what we're looking for. And we really are looking at this project as not being a redesign. We didn't just mm-hmm. want to put new wallpaper up on the same old stuff that yeah. we really wanted to look at, especially in the time, in, you know, in COVID times. We're like in 2020, because that was when we were initially starting to work with them. In 2020, if we didn't have a website, what should a higher education website have on it? And it wasn't like, oh, we have this page, this page, this page, this page, and we're going to move it over. But it was a very, very intentional, what should a website have right now? And obviously, we are super early on in this project. The first phase of it launched in July, which was the top level Vanderbilt site, undergraduate admissions, and our news and research um, websites. And so we're starting to work with our 10 colleges and schools. Well, we're not starting. We have been, we're almost ready to launch two of our schools now. So it's a long project, Um, but it is really with all of the schools and colleges, we're doing the exact same, same thing of like, okay, hey, Peabody, which is our college of education and human development. Hey, Peabody, if you were creating your website for the first time right now in 2021, what should you have on your website? And it is, there is not a one-to-one correlation of their old website and their new one. And that's really the first time we've ever done that of really looking at the entire Vanderbilt web presence as a whole and not looking at it as much as like 1700 individual websites, but like, where does the Peabody site sit within the overarching Vanderbilt digital campus? Um, and, and again, yeah, our, our, our vendor partner, like the, the design and the, it's so streamlined. It's so clean. We love the typography. Um, but yeah, they were just a really great partner. And I think that's like, if you are going to work with a vendor partner, really finding someone who they really felt like they were part of our team. Yeah. And so we were both able to give each other tough feedback. Like sometimes we'd be like, you know, that is not it. start over and they would receive that feedback um so well and kind of go back and then we'd got then we'd all get to a place where we were happy and then they would tell us you know you really need to not do this i know you've always done this or like all of you know politically you might think that this needs to happen but let's actually like think about it this way yeah. And so there was definitely a lot of mutual respect um, in there. So again, shout outs to our vendor partner. Um, and I, I think it was just like a great kind of combination um, of, of people on their side and our side. And Vanderbilt was just ready to kind of do yeah. this. And, and the dream project by the sounds of it as well. The sounds yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was so interesting. So we didn't meet anybody from the vendor partner in person until after we had launched phase one they were able to come to nashville for a different project and we actually ended up getting together with them in person and it felt like we were meeting old friends because we had been (laughs) on 
hundreds and hundreds of hours of zoom calls <laughs> and and you know all of that together and um yeah and so we put, we're still partnering with them on on other initiatives now but cool. um, nice nice well i i i could talk about this uh, for hours i think and uh <laughs> I, I i you know we'll have to start doing special episodes or something extended cuts or, or something like that but um thank you so much for talking to to us uh, about your your site, your kind of insight and thinking. Um, Lacey, if people want to get in touch with you, mm -hmm. what's the best way that they can do that? Definitely, you can find me on LinkedIn, Lacey Pascal Vanderbilt, you'll find me, or on Twitter, I'm at Lacey Dev, L-A-C-Y-D-E-V. That's probably your, your best bet, or those two. Nice one. Thank you very much. Well, hopefully you'll stick around for the for the, the next two items that are coming up. And the next one, I think, is are we talking about Mark Zuckerberg once again, Kyle? No, Nathan, we're talking about the metaverse. Oh, um, right. Yes, totally. Which should, it's completely which should not be always associated with Mark. He's one of the metas. <laughs> he is one of the metas. The fact that he named his company after it is not, uh, does not mean he's any way shape or form involved, but he is involved. Um, but the whole... He started something, hasn't he? I mean, it's not like it wasn't happening already, and there's a lot of very talented people working in this space. Um, but he's, he started something because, you know, Facebook's a very large company, and what it does matters, whether you like it or not. Um, so um, there's there's the waves are starting to happen now, and a lot of brands are looking at what this metaverse thing, whatever form it takes, means. And definitely over the last few weeks, a few have started um, moving beyond dipping their toe in and starting to take a little bit of a paddle. Um, and I've seen a nice example from Nike recently, um, just probably looking at the metaverse in terms of a PR strategy. They've built a space in the game called Roblox. So Roblox is like a, a very sandboxy kind of game. You can build stuff, you can build worlds, have people walk around these worlds and interact. Uh, and Nike have sort of built like a, I call it a fun park, if you like, based on their, their HQ. Um, people can play games in there, make friends. You My seven-year-old likes Roblox. Yeah, well, this is it, isn't it? And that's the wonderful thing about that platform is it's targeting that up-and-coming demographic um, who will view this stuff as, as normal. Um, but I just saw it and I thought, okay, well, Nike's doing it. There's a few other brands going into it. Um, there's a, a few sort of decentralized versions of the metaverse kicking off. There's one called Decentral Lands, which is selling plots of digital lands. People are buying it. Um, and there's lots of experimentation going on right now. It's, it's like 0.5. It's not even 1.0 yet. If you look at it in the equivalent sort of terms of the web like that. Um, and for me, it's very exciting. Uh, and I like this kind of idea of pioneering territory and exploring these things and picking them up, playing with them, trying to break them. Uh, Naif, you're probably a little bit more sceptical than me. Am I right in saying that? Ah, sceptical, cynical, either way. I don't know. I, it's like the, the metaverse at the moment just feels more like a, a, an overarching umbrella term for things that aren't websites that exist on the internet. Um, yeah. You know, it's not really a true thing yet. And the Roblox thing is cool. Is it metaverse? No, probably not. Um, this stuff's been happening in like computer games for a while. Like we've had concerts in Fortnite now, but that's not that's not the metaverse. It's just something that's happening in the computer game. But now it feels like we've got a neat term to wrap a lot of stuff up in. Um, I think Nike have been 
super clever in jumping on the trend of whilst metaverse is is kind of trending in um the news um i'm look i'm excited about the future generally um and metaverse stuff but i feel like it's a way off you know oh yeah for me it's a very similar conversation to like vr and how for the last five years vr is going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread and yet everyone Mm. i know that's got an oculus loves it for the first week and then throws it in the corner forever after Mm -hmm. it's just it's not it's not mature the concept's great it's just not mature and i think it's something that as as marketing bods and even as technical bods we should 100 percent be aware of this and and understand the movements that are going on but um I, I think I, I've got that level of cautiousness and I just want to see, I want to watch the experimentation happen. Uh, yeah. And just, um, But I would never let it anywhere near a production environment right now as a, as a university personally. I mean, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of conversation around of people, resistance to it perhaps. Um, and the thing is that for me, I, I, I kind of feel it's already been here for a very long time. I mean, you know, I've grown up, playing like video games like Pokemon, Legend of Zelda. And I've sunk thousands of hours into these things. You know, for want of a better way of phrasing it, I've lived in those worlds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. Not a million miles away. It's just a different way of experiencing it, isn't it? And like you say, it's uh, a new way to categorize uh, these, uh, these yeah. initiatives. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, on, on new categories, uh, let's move on to our third uh, potentially... I mean, given that this is probably the mo- the last most clicked of the year, uh, I think that this story takes the biscuit for most outrageous, uh, most clicked item. Kyle? Yes, I mean, so much so that I had to read it a few times to make sure I knew what I was looking at. Um, I'm just going to check my, my notes here to make sure I get it right. So um, someone called uh, Pano Caneless, um, he used to be a president of a small liberal arts college in Maryland, he's decided to start his own university with a bunch of other people, which is fine in itself. But this university doesn't seem to to, to exist. Um, it's got a website, it's called the University of Austin, um, but there's no students, there's no campus. Um, there's nothing that would suggest it's a, it's a uni. Um, but one thing it does have is a truckload of ideology. <laughs> And once you kind of scroll past like the, the sort of standard sort of imagery here and start reading what's actually on this site, it, you know, it, it, it sounds like a bit of a Trump rally. Um, you, you've got things like they're searching for the, the, the undeniable truth. Um, and there's a few others in there that just made my, like, you know, prep up my attention, preparing for a generation of leaders to renew the promise of american society it's like whoa okay so you start to dig in this thing and it it just seems like um a vehicle for a certain way of looking at the world and you know thinking it's it's crazy these things can 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 pop up and is that is a higher ed sector fragmenting somewhat is it possible today to you know through digital connect with a bunch of people who would rally behind this sort of thing and make it happen and would it be legitimized but it looks like an old sign so you start digging um and it's it's mad that's that's for me is the scary thing is that you university websites have such a convention to them that Mm. you know 
anyone can start a university website by the looks of it. Um, or, or it's yeah, it, it, it fooled me, you know, when, when, when Carl, you sent me the link, um, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll find someone from this university. And you're like, whoa, 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 not a university. Don't, don't do like, that. Really? Um, it's, it, 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 it proper fooled me. And, uh, yeah. yeah when, like, like you say, when you read it, you're like, oh, oh, oh way up. No, yeah. something's off there. Yeah, um, it's not so there, yeah, it? yeah, uh, uh, that's a particularly interesting one, I think. I mean, it, it also on the brand side, Matt, if, I thought it's quite interesting that the site, even though it has literally no history, it, it's positioned itself like some sort of Renaissance painting. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's all of these kind of grand colors going on and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it, isn't it? it? It looks like it's been taken straight out of like an art yeah. book, um, and again, that typographic choice as well. Yeah. Yeah. but you know maybe maybe we can take something positive from this and if we can if you can leverage those design patterns and aesthetics for for good then you know it, it shows how actually you could put something together that that does speak to a very specific tone and uh, an yeah. audience quite easily i guess mm -hmm. my, right. my only comment is i'm relieved that they don't have a edu address Yes, <laughs> but at least at least like they haven't been granted a .edu, so they're, they're restricted to .org. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, that just about wraps up all we've got time for uh, this episode of Most Clicked. Thank you very much for watching. If you've made it this far, and if you have made it this far, uh, definitely go and check out the back catalogue now, wearesmile.com forward slash most clicked. Also, please do consider liking and subscribing. It really does help us to, to put the next ones on. As I said, this is probably the last one for 2021. So as weird as it sounds, I'll see you next year in 2022. Bye. <laughs>